0: Welcome to A Dummy's Guide to Geekdom, the show that tries to give everyone a crash course on geek culture. Whether you're trying to understand some trends, know enough to start a conversation with a friend, or you just wanna know what the hell someone is talking about, we are here for you. I am your super dummy, Paul, and I am joined by the lovely Heath. How are you, sir? Oh, wonderful. Thank you for joining me today. Um, Now, we are here today to talk about a certain mr dick grayson richard john dick grayson apparently according to my yes wikipedia <laughs> um, yes, i didn't know his middle name was john either that was a, a good
1: trivia question
0: I mean, <laughs> so there you go we're off to a good start already um yeah so people will know him as robin um so do some quick facts and figures, because we like facts and figures here. Uh so his first appearance was Detective Comics number 38 in April 1940. All the way back then. Created by Bill Finger, Bob Kane, and Jerry Robinson as illustrator. Um so yeah, why why don't you get us started? Tell us a little bit about um about Dick Grayson. How did he get started?
1: Um I think it's a mainly in that era they needed they had sidekicks and they thought well we have sidekicks that are the same age as kids and that comics were mainly read by children that you know this kids will be able to relate more to robin than maybe the adult batman so um dick came in uh as this character it was part of the flying graysons and haley's circus that uh bruce wayne had attended and the night he comes in that D- uh, Dick's parents Mary Grayson and John Grayson they were uh they were killed by uh Tony Zuko, um a mob boss who was trying to extort money protection money from the the ha- Halley Circus I think I said Haley Circus sorry Halley Circus and uh, uh Bruce comes in and he becomes his ward and then becomes Robin for many many years until uh pre-crisis he gets um pre-crisis he quits crisis on infinite earths in 1985 and post-crisis history he gets fired by batman for getting shot at by the joker so it's kind of like choose which one you want to believe that it's kind of the same with jason todd's origin too but uh a nice trivia fact in the attendance of that zuko murder where bruce uh Russ essentially takes in Dick Grace, and uh, a young Tim Drake was in attendance. So uh, who became the third Robin? Um, Yeah, so Dick Dick basically becomes the sidekick to Batman for all those years, and then um, joins the sidekick team, the Teen Titans, leads the new Teen Titans, and uh, then becomes, uh, oh yeah, that's when Bruce he becomes Nightwing. Sorry, right. getting the chronological order there. <laughs> but he was Robin up until he was either fired or quit, depending on which history you want to believe, and then becomes Nightwing, which he's uh, essentially stayed the same, except for brief periods where he has donned the, the mantle of Batman. So. Um, yeah, Nightwing. The Nightwing persona comes from Superman. Actually, it's what Superman used to use when he would go down into Candor, the bottled city, and then Fortress of Solitude to fight crime. There was and Jimmy Olsen was Flamebird. So there was Nightwing and Flamebird as that dynamic duo. And that's the Silver Age wackiness. And uh, <laughs> trying to figure out when Superman. I mean, is he doing it on the weekends? I don't. I don't know, but. That's that's just awesome. Silver Age Superman stuff. Um, yeah, so for about 1996 to 2009, he had his own solo series after a successful uh, limited series of Nightwing. Um, yeah, he did. were during doing the Batman Rest in Peace storyline. He became Batman at for a brief period of time until Bruce returned. Um, and there was a Graham a, a, yeah, Morrison did an excellent series called uh, Batman and Robin that was um, Dick Grayson as Batman and Damian was his Robin so yeah that that's a, a particular um, favorite of Graham Morrison's too I know he said he could have written that story forever but in came the new 52 and not much has changed except for a brief um, he did become a secret, secret agent though so
0: <laughs>
1: I forgot, forgot all about Grayson but there was a brief time written by Tom King where he was a secret agent and then became Nightwing again. Um, yeah, and his main base of operations is Bloodhaven, which is the neighboring city next to Gotham City. Right. It's, it's more economically challenged than Gotham. So, I mean, you could take from that what you will, I guess. but I guess, I mean, it's, it's always kind of considered worse than Batman and the stories I've read. It's like, or Batman, Gotham, sorry. It's always considered kind of worse than Gotham, kind of like their bad next door neighbor. Um, if we can believe that from all the de- depictions of Gotham City. Wow, yeah. Um, yeah, and then that's basically, he's been, it, except for the Rick period of time, which he, uh, he, he received a shot in the head from KGB's and couldn't remember being um, Dick Grayson, so he was calling himself Rick, R-I-C. This is when uh, Benjamin uh, Percy was writing. He um, was just an awesome, awesome writer. I'm gonna preface that before I talk about anything else, but it was <laughs> it was kind of the clone saga, if there's controversy about storylines of Nightwing. Like, did not go well. Um, DC quickly backpedaled and uh, introduced him again at at Dick Grayson back in but what's interesting about that in the new excellent Tom Taylor series is that it's referred to a lot like he's got a head injury you can't do all these acrobatics dick like you can't go full circus acrobat so Mm.
0: um
1: he's definitely one of if not my favorite DC character he's definitely close um personally for me. But yeah, that's that's basically the last seventy five years of uh Dick Grayson. But yeah, he's um he's no he's noted to be the second best fighter of the Bat family. I don't know if we count Bruce in there, but of the Bat family, uh it's Cassandra Kane and then Dick Grayson right. as a hand to hand fighter. Um yeah, it's all that acrobatic training. He's it's it's the uh, um it was a uh, I think it was Denny Denny O'Neill that during that the '90s editorial. The, the, the assumption was that Tim Drake was never going to be Batman. Tim Drake was probably going to live in the suburbs and drive a minivan. In about ten years, he's he's not <laughs> going to be Batman. Yeah, he's kind of never never. Once he stopped being Robin, it's it's that's a whole other topic. But I, the Red Robin never really works. But he but. Um, it, it's almost this assumption that it, and he's the heir apparent, that Dick will be Batman, and he kind of knows it. Um, so there, there is that kind of weight that he has with with, uh, with Bruce being the father that, you know, never quite expresses stuff. So mm. there's a lot of good stuff in their uh, father-son dynamic that's completely contrasted by the Damien batman relationship which is actual biological father and son so yeah he's he's kind of the um i want to say he's kind of the soul of the bat family where bruce doesn't have the emotions but dick grayson does so
0: Mm. yeah it is it's quite striking that in sort of dc and marvel obviously the characters don't really age um but it does seem that dick grayson has had some sort of an evolution a lot more than some of the others have he's he looks a lot older he looks a lot wiser they so, seem to have really upgraded him in some senses over the years
1: yes yeah, there, there, there's definitely that long history of you know and, and they will tell like flashback stories of uh when he's robin and, and those even now are, are even i mean even with damien being robin i think even those now they're even more charming like there's a recent uh world's finest that superman batman storyline that took place in the past mm. and he gets trapped in time like they lose dick grayson in time and he winds up working for a circus <laughs> like he swims the, he's on the shore of like argentina and it's in the 1800s and a circus comes in and he's like sweet and just joins up with a circus like time travel has it's no problem for dick grayson it's like how <laughs> will just find a circus there's got to be one you know so it was, it was awesome. It was, he just doing the acrobatic stuff in the circus. I'm like, this is awesome. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's that whole, like, if DC ever brings Bruce Wayne out permanently, it just almost natural that Dick Grayson's going to take that. Because Jason Todd's like almost the exact opposite. And when you put the two of them together in a room, it's just, it's just dynamite that the contrasts. You've got the arrogant 10-year-old Damien. You've got the bitter Jason Todd. And then you've got, you know, again, Dick Grayson's kind of the he, he's a cheerful guy. He's an acrobat. He's fearless. He'll just jump off a building. Like there was no growing pains with like Bruce trying to, you know, the billionaire trying to 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 grapple buildings. Like Dick just, I'm not, I've been doing this since I was a kid. So it's like this kind of fearless uh which was really interesting when Scott Snyder did the Black Mirror. Um, this is his first big storyline and he used and Dick Grayson was Batman. And it was all dealing with James Jr., James Gordon's uh, son. Hmm. And this guy would not have been a problem for Bruce. Bruce is like, oh, I don't I'm, I'm afraid of this guy at all. But there's something about James Jr. that got under Dick's skin that really bothered him. And I thought that was awesome. Like here's one villain where batman just laughs but yet dick grayson being how sensitive and emotionally is it it was just right under his skin Mm -hmm. and all the stuff with barbara and and stuff too that's a really good story jock does the art oh it's it's got that famous joker 600 i can't remember the number it's a famous joker jock image that's everywhere it's a beautiful little miniseries um yeah, his love interests were um, mainly starting in with Batgirl, on again, off again. Very much more serious now, so even that's a mature relationship. And then Coriander, of course, in the, the Team Titans, which so I just love that relationship for a lot of years. But I think I'm more on like Team uh, Team Babs and and Dicks. There's just been some really good stories that they've done with the two of them. As as again as that older, and not the the kids. And I I recently read uh, Robin and Robin Year One and uh, Batgirl Year One by uh, Scott Beatty and uh, Chuck Dixon with uh, Marcos Martin doing the artwork. And it's one of the most beautiful things. Those miniseries. It's just when they're starting out, and it's kind of a retelling of Batgirl and encountering Dick for the first time, and just. Oh the whole thing with Batman even having a partner so yeah there, there's a that that's his relationship side for the most part there have been others um yeah so it's like he's been a cop and in, in Bloodhaven he was a cop and Nightwing at the same time yeah I think he went I mean he's gone off to school so he's he's had this whole other life than just being part of Bruce's army and he had a life before so it's he has a perspective when bruce is starting to bring in new people that i think offsets that kind of like hmm. thing that Batman's had at least he had a lot in the 90s where it was it was very cold it was like you were a soldier you know and i, I think for me as a fan like snyder brought in like some warmth into bruce but i always liked that i always liked that outside like everybody's outside looking in almost on Bruce. Like everybody's trying to piece together who that father is to them. Mm. And, and and Bruce probably or Dick probably has the biggest piece. Like, so that's what I loved about the bad titles is like them talking about Bruce, like, uh, you know, they're not, they're not, they're never going to get that validation from him. And, uh, but they always are going to try. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah that's it it is it almost writes itself in a lot of these situations yeah but with, with the bad family i don't care it's like oh there's another one i don't care it's like just more i'm like <laughs> I mean, at work i've got a, a wallpaper of all the Bat family and i don't even know like a couple of them and i'm like this is just awesome it's like <laughs> like just four robins in there there's like three bad girls oh. yeah <laughs> Yeah, so he's a, uh, I know yeah, he was a member of the outsiders too, and he was a member of uh the the Teen Titans are big. They, especially the, the Marv Wolfman and George Perez, the late George Perez, they they were very much like the god like the godfathers of of uh of, of Dick Grayson. They they really put it into different uh put him into different places. And they were the ones who I know Marv Wolfman was the one who created the Nightwing persona and it was like let's Let's grow him up. So mm. that was like the first one, and I think they tried to do that with Wally West, but it doesn't seem to have worked as well as as Nightwing. I just think that for, it just it just it's like it, it's absorbed into the consciousness, and now we're like, oh, Nightwing's there's people who probably have never read a Robin story mm. or even seen him as Robin now because he's been Nightwing since nineteen. Uh, 84 no 87 yeah oh yeah yeah the disco oh the disco night (laughs) we yeah
0: everybody hates that but i think It's, it's great yeah it's um it's funny because i think the way that they brought him in you know as you say he he was working with his parents his parents died batman took him under his wing he was kind of a normal kid who got brought into this world i think a lot of kids who were reading the comic at that time is probably quite aspirational. And then as they grew up, Dick Grayson grew up. And, you know, as you say, he tried different things. He got into relationships. He became a cop. He did all this sort of thing. Do you think this is why he's kind of spoken to people a lot more than some of the others, that he's just so relatable in different stages in people's life?
1: Yeah, I definitely think that. I mean, I remember seeing the '66. Batman sixty six show and just any time I could see it as a kid, I loved that show, and that was my bat my first Batman. But it was also Robin, and it was mm-hmm. I think I liked it. I liked Robin more. I liked all the holy you know jokes, and uh, yeah, we we've we've grown up with him, and it's like, and he's turned out to be a, a a really great kind of role model in in what he does and his integrity. So the things that he believes in are, are much more much fiercer and more, more outspoken than than Bruce, um, than Bruce can say. Because Bruce is not emotional. Bruce is all about the mission. Mm-hmm. And then everything, you know, and then the emotion just will kind of come up to a crack, you know? And it's like, when, I think when, when Nightwing is written well, he's, he's understanding how Bruce is and can kind of navigate that. But um, the new storyline deals with like Alfred's death and how Alfred was himself a billionaire. And he leaves all of his money to to nightwing And that's one of the most maybe not well known things about him is that his best friend is Alfred Alfred Pennyworth. Hmm. He calls him Alfie, which I just think is so awesome. Like it's not Alfred, it's Alfie. And it's like not only was Alfred that father figure, but he was also his best friend. Yeah. So that's who he he doesn't leave everything to Bruce, he leaves it to Alfred. Or Alfred leaves it to, to Dick, sorry. <laughs> And then subsequently, um this is really the Tom Taylor's genius is that he has um, Jonathan Kent, a flashback scene where Jonathan Kent's smaller and he hasn't grown up and Bendis grew him up, and he's his hero's Nightwing. So he gets lost, and then like Nightwing finds him, and it's this really awesome moment, and then it, it carries on to when he's an adult and he's like my hero's Nightwing, and it's just so cool that has like you're the son of superman why, why wouldn't superman be your hero you know your yeah. dad is superman but it's like you know oh i like this guy you know so it, it was really cool the way that that was written and like the more it, it just feels like um when certain writers are on the bat and on batman that they just get absorbed into it and then and they don't get kicked out it's just part of the tapestry and i really love that about batman is that It kind of weaves in there when it works really well and it feels like it's always been that way Mm -hmm. like the court of owls like he was dick grayson's got a huge connection to that because he was supposed to be a talon and the court of owls have talons like in these like basically freeze-dried for dozens of years sometimes centuries and they can just kind of thaw them out and they're like these insane assassins that they have around gotham and they find like the grandfather great grandfather of dick grayson because it was genetically he was a relative but he was they were recruiting these talents from the circus so dick was supposed to be a talent it's just just one of those really cool connections that he's always now going to have another connection to the Mm. to the court of owls and yeah that's that's what i love about the bat titles is they, they something comes in new and people just love it i mean Damien Wayne was supposed to be around for three issues. He's been around for 12 years. I mean, people love this. It's just awesome how that happens. That's why I said, just bring in more people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah, it's interesting that he beca- he, can, he can become Batman and then not be Batman and that go back to that. And it's, it's not that dramatic of a character shift mm-hmm. um, because of I don't know, maybe it's just because Bruce has probably been slowly in the background preparing him for this. I know there's a storyline where the Justice League are assumed to be dead, and, and Bruce basically says, yeah, Dick can handle that, he can take over. So wow. he, I think he has that utmost respect. And and one of the craziest is, issues, storylines was Ed Brubaker's murderer storyline, which went through all the titles. Um, I, I went to a comic shop where they, they had the Batman 10 cent issue. And if you bought a 10 cent comic, they, they knocked off another 90 cents off of a new Batman title, any Batman title. So the murder storyline came out. And I was like, sweet. So I was reading all of it. And it culminates with this Scott uh, McDaniel double sized issue where Dick confronts Bruce in the Batcave. Like, did you do this? Did you kill this? You know. And and then there's this huge fight that they have. It's 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 not even like the physical fight. It's not even a good fight. It's just this whole emotional kind of a thing. That's mm. wonderful, wonderful. Anytime those two actually get everything out, it's almost like all this old baggage just comes out. Um, I think the, ty- the like live action wise, like the Titans, it the best uh, Dick Grayson I've ever seen in in, in cartoon form or you know, that, um, um, Brandon, Brandon the thwaites I think is how you pronounce it. I hope I'm not mispronouncing his name. Um, he, but he plays Dick Grayson and the Titan, the Titans show. And it's just so awesome. And it's going through all these different things. I'm talking about that relationship and being raised in, the, in, in, in Wayne Manor. And yeah, that's just, that's a great little showcase almost like a good primer to watch and say, okay, this is what's going on. And then like a lonely place for dying is another, um, that's a good storyline to like why Batman needs a Robin. But when, when Dick comes in as Nightwing, those are really good issues where it's, it's it's him finding his identity. And I think it's just a testament to Marv Wolfman that he can, um, that he made Dick this, fully realized kind of young adult that we all got around because I, I I, mean I got into the Titans and he was the leader of the Titans and it was it was awesome I was coming in on the Titans hunt which I know is a controversial 90s storyline but every issue was a, was a cliffhanger and it was it was never a doubt that the only person to lead the Titans would be would be Dick Grayson because he just has that quality but yeah so I think in the subsequent years we've seen him mature more in that that role
0: (laughs) yeah brilliant i mean if that doesn't make people out there want to learn more i don't know what will Um, (laughs) is this kind of one issue that you would say to people if you want like a a bit of a beginner's entry into dick grayson or or a storyline what would you say that would be for people i would say like
1: the first uh six uh, I can say the first issue but the first 6 issues of the new Tom Taylor run um it's the first stuff that I've read in, in quite a while and that's a really good intro to um to him or the first volume of Tuck Dixon's um ongoing Nightwing series from 96 it's a really good way to start too um but also uh Batman and Robin by Graham Morrison Frank Quitely that's it's just another good, good aspect of him, but still has the, has the character in there.
0: Mm. Brilliant. Seek it out people. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much. That's brilliant. As I say, if that doesn't make people want to learn more, uh, I don't know what will really. Yeah. Um, If anyone out there does have any questions, if there's anything that Heath has mentioned that you want to know more about any characters, any storylines, get in contact the details will be in the show notes. Um, yeah. Heath, thank you very much. Where can people find you? I know you're working on a, a show, which will hopefully be out at uh, some point soon. Um,
1: yeah. Um, I'm on Facebook, at uh, Heath Fedor and, um, uh, Heath Fedor at, um, yahoo.com is my email, but, um, yeah, I'm just kind of doing a preliminaries on a show right now. And, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be talking a lot more about Gotham because I just love That's Gotham. Any, anything bad related is just, yeah. yeah, can't get enough of it.
0: Brilliant. Well, hopefully this today has been a nice little sneak peek of more of what you can expect from Heath, so make sure you keep an eye out. If you do have any questions, send them in. If there's anything you want us to sort of dive into a bit more detail, let us know. Uh, any other topics you want us to talk about, let us know. Um, You can find more about the show, superdummy.co.uk and find us on social media at Geekdom Guide. I think my mind has gone blank for some reason, but I'm sure that's what it is. Anyway, all the links will be in the show notes if I'm wrong. So just have a look there. And Thief, thank you very much for joining me.
1: Thank you. It was awesome.
0: Brilliant. And all of you people out there, thank you very much for joining us. And we will see you next time.